Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Hey, good morning guys. Pastor James coming to you this morning. Happy Sunday, happy day that we get to get together and kind of see each other's face. Actually, you guys kind of get to see my face and I can picture yours because I sure miss you guys and and we love you guys so much. So I look real, I'm really looking forward to the time when when I can actually see you guys. So um, I'm actually kind of in a different room today because like we've got this little monster running around upstairs. I'm actually downstairs. We have a have a little movie room where we got our movie theater and it's pretty cool. We got a little projector set up and some theater chairs and it's just been a, a great blessing to us. But anyway, I got like upstairs, we got this little monster running around. I'm not talking about Linda. <laughs> I'll, and you guys are like, well, that's for sure. She's way too pretty to be a monster, right? And I'm for sure not talking about Snickers because he's just a little too wild. He's like maybe this big, you know. But we got this little thing, you know, because Linda was working and she was so busy, like... Like, I wanted to take some of the pressure off of her plate, and so so um, I was watching QVC come on, and I was like, it's like evil, because it, like, makes you buy stuff if you're not careful, right? And so, anyway, here comes QVC, and they have this little iRobot vacuum cleaner, and so I was like, man, that'll help lend out, and so I got it, and so, anyway, um, I was come back in the house today and I was like, like um, from feeding the horses and I was like, I'm going to record this message on the dining room table, but this little monster was scooting around doing his little thing and his name's Louie. So, so I didn't want us to be interrupted by Louie. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to sneak down here and I'm going to um, record a message for you. Um, man, I wish it was alive, but I am alive and you're alive and, and God knows no time difference. So anyway, I just want to share share um, God's word with you this morning, and and we'll we'll get into it here, um, real real shortly, like maybe now. That's pretty short, right? So man, I've been um, really looking for people. I've been missing people, and I was like, I know for some people going through this, like there's some people out there who like really could care less if they ever saw another person, and they're probably like, yeah this is the best thing ever. But then there's people who are like, man, I love hugging people and I like seeing people and I love, I love loving on people and reaching out to people. And, and to some of those people, it's like torture. And like, I'm somewhere in the middle. There's times where I just like want to get off by myself, you know, grab a horse or grab whatever I can and, and just go off on my own. But then there's times where like, I really want to be around people and love on people and reach people. And so I'm kind of in between, but but um, this last probably week's been the hardest on me because for some reason it's been like a mental game in my head because like I was like, man, I just want to see people, <laughs> you know. I'm I'm a pastor. I want to love on people and I want to help people and and so so I was just praying about some stuff and and um, I was like, well, you know, how would Jesus handle it? Because like. We used to wear these bracelets, you know, and they were like different colors and it'd say WWJD. And it wasn't what would James do, it was what would Jesus do? Cause like I, when I do stuff, it don't always work out good for me. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe maybe not for you guys, maybe everything works perfect for you, but not for me. So, but it says, what would Jesus do? And so I was praying, what should I share this morning? And, 
And I thought, you know what? What would Jesus do? And Jesus told us right in his word what what we should do. And um, he actually taught us to pray here. I'm going in Matthew chapter 6, but we see him starting out with uh, um, <clears throat> continuing the Sermon on the Mount. And then he goes into the model prayer. And he like blows their mind because he says this. This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. Our Father. Wait a second. Abraham didn't even call him father. He was a friend of God, and that was pretty spe pretty special. But God's saying, you know what? Something's changed. There's something changed in the atmosphere. There's something that's changed in, in our lives to where now you don't have to just come to him as, as a far-off God, but he's a God that's with you. And he was a God that was with Israel, too. And he was a God that was with Abraham, too. And he's a God that's with you. Even when you feel like maybe you're going through the darkest time, Maybe when you feel like you're here uh, in the loneliest time, he's still with you. And so you can trust, and the Bible says that he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Although, um, unless you're like Siamese twins, and that's where actually it might be kind of more like that, right? Anyway, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he's saying, your name is holy. You are worthy. You are trustworthy. And then he's saying, your kingdom come and your will be done. So he's saying, Father, let your will be done. Let, let your kingdom come. Well, what's God's will? He said, above all that, I wish you, you be in health and prosper, even as your soul prosper. So, so God's will for us is to have life and have life more abundantly. And his kingdom is about life. And his kingdom is that none should perish, but all should have life. And so his His will in this season and this time is for healing and, and for for um, restoration. And maybe now's the time for restoration for families. Oh no, I just touched my face. Anyway, um, and restoration for, for families. Maybe a time where you can just be be restored in your soul and in, in, in your and in, in yourself and so but the kingdom of God is near us and it's here and it's inside us and we can trust that God wants to do a work in our lives because he's that good and then it says this on earth as it is in heaven so he's like man I, I, I want want to see your kingdom that what what heaven's like, man, where heaven can see God's face and they can touch, they they know what he's all about. God's, Jesus is like, I want you to know me and to see my face and to trust me and know I'm here for you. And so, so all God's goodness and all God, God's hope and all God's peace in you here today. And I'm, I'm scooting through here because I got somewhere else I want to go and I don't want to um, take up your whole afternoon or morning, you know. Uh, so it goes on and it says, give us today our daily bread. Now, this is one thing where where it goes back to the children of Israel is what I'm reminded of when I think about this, because he's like, give us today our daily bread. Because when they were wandering in the wilderness, the manna would fall from heaven, but there was just enough. They, I think it was like um, a, a measurement of an omer and they could only get so much of that of that bread and it was just enough to get them through, right? And then the next day, it come again. And so they were completely dependent on God and they weren't dependent on anybody else and say it. So like, 
anytime we put our dependence on anything but God, we've made that an idol. And so I don't want to make that an idol. So, so there's nothing out there. Money can't save you. The government can't save you. Um, the doctors, a lot of times, you can't put your, I mean, you can trust them, but you can't rely on them 100% as that they're God because they are God's angels and they're working for him. But what I'm trying to say is that you can put your trust in every area of your life in God and you can know that he's going to be there and he's going to be faithful and he's going to meet that need just like he did for the children of Israel. And they never laughed. They were in the middle of it. Like this would literally rain down from heaven, right? And so if God can do that for them, Look what he can do for you. Maybe you're going through some trouble financially. And so I know there's people that are starting to get hit and businesses that are starting to get hit. But I want to tell you something. God's not done. He's still on the throne and he will still get you through this. Hang in there. Trust him and know that he is faithful. And it says this, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now he's just meddling, right? Because he's like, oh, I want, want you to forgive give um, Bubba over here, but yeah, or forgive me, but oh, Bubba over here, you don't know what he did. We were out fishing, and you know what? He took my fish, you know? And so, no, I ain't going to forgive him. No, that's not what God's saying. He, he's saying, For, forgive us our debts, and then as we forgive others. And that's a good point in this time where, where maybe we can we can sit back and, and, and contemplate and think about where we're at and what our hearts, where our heart's at and what God's doing in our hearts. Forgive us our debts as we, forg uh, as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. Now, some of you guys are like saying, Lord, deliver me from the evil one. And you're actually talking about your husband or your wife, right? I was actually driving down the road the other day and I seen a sign. And it was a big sign outside a person's house and it said, husband for sale. And I was like, boy, this is going good for them. <laughs> you know, so we might have to do some marriage classes coming up here for some of the people, right? But anyway, um, sometimes when we get in hot water, things come out. And sometimes things need to come out. Sometimes things need to to get flushed out so so that we can deal with them. Horses have that like in their foot. They'll get like a little gravel up in their foot and that gravel go up in their foot and it'll cause an infection and pretty soon that infection will be an abscess and that abscess will pop out. And what it does is it's actually, I used to look at that as bad because I was like, man, that horse is hurting. And then then a doctor friend of mine, a vet, that there's one of my mentors said, James, he goes, that's actually good. He said, said the foot's just flushing all the impurities out. And so it changed my, my thought process on what an abscess actually was. And so it wasn't no more necessarily all bad, but there was some good that come in it. And, and so maybe some of us feel like that. Maybe we have a little bit of an abscess coming out and that's okay. Just let that come out and let God do a work in, in your heart and your life um, today because he's there for you and he loves you. And then do we go over here. I'm going to jump over here to um, Matthew chapter 6 verse, verse 25 where it says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, drink, or about your body, what you will wear. 
Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Now, I don't know if that's pretty important. I mean, clothes, I mean, I'm a fashion icon. Look at me, like in my Seahawks sweatshirt. I mean, you see how I dress, I'm pretty sharp, you know? Pretty, I'm like a trendsetter, right? So that's pretty important to me, even food. I mean, good Lord, nothing like a good steak and potatoes, you know? So, but he's like, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about, he, he's like, I don't want you to worry. Because what happens when you worry is we focus on all the stuff that's going on around us. I had to quit watching the news. And sometimes I like watching the news, but, but I had to quit watching it because I was like, it just get me fussed up. And inside, I was just getting all, all um, agitated. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, I'm already stranded in my house. Uh, a lot of the time and now if I'm sitting here having to watch the news and hear all this reporting and all this bad news day in day out day in day out I get my focus in my mind on that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God but faith also comes when you're hearing the bad stuff too what you're what you're actually you're or doubt maybe not faith you, you get to doubt and well God says this but the news says that God says this, but you should have heard what, what my relative said when I was talking to him on FaceTime. No, it's about focusing. Don't worry. Trust God. Focus on what God's saying and focus on on what he's doing. It, it doesn't matter if I'm driving my car or if I'm riding my horse. If I look at my horse's ears, I'm not no longer a rider. I'm a passenger. <laughs> I'm going to be going wherever that horse wants to go. And it's the same thing with my car. I don't drive down the road looking at the steering wheel, you know, or nor do I drive down the road looking in the um, rear view mirror that's up there. Why? Because like, I'm going to end up in the ditch, right? Because I'm no longer driving. I'm, I become a passenger at that point. And so we have the opportunity to look up and say, you know what? I have a driver and I have someone who's in control and, and Jesus don't take the wheel. He's got the wheel and he's going to keep us going where we need to go and keep us on the road. Don't look in the rearview mirror either. Like there's nothing behind you that you need to see, right? I mean, you can look back and in the rearview mirror just a glimpse and say, hey, yeah, look where God brought me from and now where he's brought me to, where we got a great testimony from how God took us to where we were at in a little 30 foot trailer for a couple years you know, um, to now where, where we have a room where we can watch movies. We call it our movie theater. So how big is God? You know what I'm talking about? Our, this room's um, bigger than the trailer we were in for, for two years. So God's so big. And if he can do that for us and he didn't do this, do it. We didn't do it for us. He did it for us and he'll do it for you too. And he'll get you through these times. So don't worry. Trust God. Know he's with you. Know that he's faithful and that he's going to come through. Focus on the things that, that we can do. Well, what can you do? Well, we can pray, <laughs> right? We can read our Bible. We can call people, you know, our, our loved ones. And so sometimes that gets hard too. Like you call, call um, like I got some, some people that, that I like to call and like to encourage and and um, family can be the hardest to encourage sometimes. And then you call them and they're like, oh my it sounds like you're you're on a on an episode of Hee Haw. You know what I'm talking about? Woe is me and agony on you. The world's coming to an end. Watch out, you know. And and um, in you know, in the midst of that stuff, sometimes that stuff doesn't help, right? But in the same 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 um, 
same way, we can reach out to those people and say, you know something, God loves you and we're going to get through us and we can encourage people. And so I've got an opportunity to encourage lots of people and not really meaning to, right? So anyway, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your body. What you will wear is not, not life more important. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than than they? And that's a question. You're you're sitting there looking at me right now, and you're saying, maybe I'm not more valuable than them. Maybe maybe I don't feel valuable at all to God. But I want to tell you, maybe it's because of past hurts or because of something someone's done. But I want to tell you something. You are. You're precious. You're loved by God, and He is for you. And I just pray for you right now that God will just open your eyes that you can see right now how much he loves you and how valuable you are to him. He gave his only son for you so that you can become a son and a, or a daughter to, to him. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour of his life and why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field they grow, they do not labor, spend. Yet I tell you that even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed, was not dressed, was dressed like one of these. He's like, man, Solomon was the richest man ever, ever on the planet, man. The, the Bible says, says that silver and gold were as common as rocks, right? On the road in, in Jerusalem in Solomon's reign. Silver and gold, like, Rock, Jerusalem, what is it? It's mostly rocks. I mean, good Lord, talk about having provision and having stuff. And so, you know what, that thing, that switches me over here to, to Solomon because I was just reading about Solomon and and how Solomon um, dedicated the temple and how Solomon was building the temple. And so so here's here's Solomon and, and Solomon in all his glory and all his splendor and and he's building the temple and, and he, he, um, and so I'm thinking about this and God's like, you know what? I want you to dedicate your time to me. I want to debt, want you to dedicate what you have to me and trust me with it. Well, what does that mean? I'm just going to, I'm just going to, um, be a religious flake that all I do is not that it's a flake or, you know, a fanatic that, that like all I do is open the Bible and read it and uh you know, and, and um, so so heavenly minded that I'm not no earthly good. No, but he's saying, I want you to give everything you have to me. I want you to release it to me and including this time that you're going through right now. And so we see see Solomon, he prayed and he prayed this this prayer of dedication in Second Chronicles and Second Chronicles chapter six, verse 14, it says, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth. You who keep your covenant of love with your servants who continue wholeheartedly in your way. You have kept your promise to your servant, David, my father. With your mouth, you have promised and with your hand, you have fulfilled it as it is today. So here he is, he, he's dedicating the temple and he's like, this is what was in David's heart and this is what you promised him. And you're a God who fulfills your promises. And then we go on and they dedicate, they they, de they finish dedicating the the temple and they get done praying and they have have the, um, the um, sacrifice on the altar. 
and the fire of God falls and it consumes the whole altar and the presence of God comes and fills that temple and it breathes life into that temple just like God had promised and we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and I'm praying right now that, that God would just breathe life into your hearts and breathe life into your minds, into your families, into all that, that, that you're doing. Amen? So it goes on and after they dedicate the temple and God, the Holy, the Spirit of God falls from heaven into the temple, you know, talk about thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's, that, there, there you go, right? Then we go in here to, we're in, actually we're in Second Chronicles 7, that's in 7, 7, 1. But then we go to 7, 11, not, not the grocery store, <laughs> but you get, never mind. Okay, when Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord in the royal palace and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace, the Lord appeared to him at night and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple of sacrifices. And then he says this, when I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their, their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated the temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. So I love it. So we're always talking about Second Chronicle, Second Chronicle 7, you know, 14. And, and, but when you see it in context and see what God was doing, you see that it's God who's saying this to Solomon. It's not not just something that was wrote in there by by one of the one of the people. It's literally this is the Lord appeared to him that night and said, "So if God gave that promise, God's promises are yes and amen." And so as we give Him and dedicate this time, and that we can dedicate our lives and basically say, "You know what? I just give it all to You, Father. I give You my heart. I give You." my soul, I give you my time, I give you my family, I give you my finances, I give you everything. And I know that in the midst of it, you're gonna make make a way for me and you're gonna do what your word says, where it says this, if my people, who is his people, you are his people, who are called by my name, his name, he's saying, humble themselves and pray and seek my face Right, and he's like, turn, turn from the the wicked ways, and I will hear for, and then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. He's saying, humble. How do we humble ourselves? We humble ourselves by coming in agreement with what God's saying, because God can say something, and we're like, well, I don't know if God's saying that. You know, uh, if that's true, that, that's not, that's arrogant because that's saying that what we think is more true than what God's saying about it. So God's saying, humble yourselves. When I humble myself, I'm coming into agreement with, with God and saying, God, 
I trust what your word says. You said said that you wish that none would perish, that all would, would have everlasting life. And so, Father, I come in agreement with you and I pray for that. Father, you, you said above all things, I wish that we'd prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prospers. So, Father, I pray for our soul, that it prospers and that, that we can walk in your light and in your life and and just be in you and and love you and so i'm getting long-winded and and for facebook this is a little bit um, i want to kind of keep it a little short i went a little over last week so i want to end with a blessing because we're talking about god's face there's a hebrew blessing and you can find it in numbers and it's six um number six twenty two through 29 um and I want to encourage you before I do, though, from Proverbs thirteen twelve says this. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of hope. A tree of hope is a tree of life. You have hope. You have hope. God is for you. Lift your head up. God is for you. He loves you. He's here. So this is called the the um, Aaronic blessing. It's not like error. It's like as an Aaron. And so Aaron would bless the people. And like you ever, he'd hold his fingers kind of like this. You can see it on both hands. You ever see Spock like on Star Trek? He'd made something kind of like that. He actually got that from that. He was Jewish and it was a priestly blessing. And they could all have it. It represents Yudhe Vade, which is the name of God that that um, is not not spoken actually by by the Jewish people when they actually write the the word God a, a lot of not all but a lot um will write G and then a dash in D because they don't want to take the Lord's name in vain or take a chance on that right so here's the blessing and I want to I want to I um bless you it says this Eva rekaka Adonai vaish me reka Yael Adonai penevi lecha v'yachum nekta Esau Adonai Penevi Laka Viasam Laka Shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So I pray for peace for your heart, peace for your family, peace for for everything that concerns you in jesus name amen i love you guys i look forward to seeing you in person but until then i get to see you this way so so have a blessed sunday and we will talk to you later god bless you thank you for listening if you'd like to learn more about us check out our website at www dot silverlakebaptist dot o r g